0: Welcome into this episode of the Esports Network podcast, presented, of course, by Esports Network. I'm your host, Mitch Reams, and today we're talking about becoming an esports writer. To do that, I'm joined by Gabriel Ionica. He's a writer for Collegiate Star League, Esports Network, and a variety of other sites throughout the last three years. How are you doing today, Gabe? I'm
1: doing good. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for coming on. So... That's a question I get from a lot of different people. It's, you know, being an esports writer is something people want to do. It's a fun profession. If you're interested in esports, writing about it seems like a pretty natural career path into it. And so we wanted to record this podcast to sort of give an idea of how esports writing careers begin and how you can best position yourself for success. So... Gabriel, I want to start with you. How did you get your start to your career? What was the first article you did?
1: Um, So I started out writing for Team Dignitas, actually. That was my first uh, website I wrote for. And they started me out by writing CSGO guides. And that's sort of when I discovered that I don't like doing CSGO guides. And so I wrote for them for a while. And I stopped doing that because... Well, long story short, the guy that got me into Team Dignitas apparently spread some uh, rumors about me. And they had to let me go, even though they didn't listen to my side of the story. But I don't want to get into the drama of it. But after writing for Team Dignitas, I went on to uh, Gosu Gamers. And then I wrote for them for a while. And I decided that... I want to make this into something that I get paid for. You know, I'm, I'm getting good at it. I want to get paid for it. So from ghost to gamers I went on to Gamers, which is now .esports. And then after they merged together, they laid a bunch of us uh, CSGO writers off. And so from there, I, I think I took a break for a while. And I, if I remember right, the next website I wrote for was Hotspawn Esports. Oh, I was at Hotspot for a while. Oh, yeah. How did that go?
0: Uh, it was an interesting four months,
1: I think. Let me tell you, the editor stopped responding to me altogether, so I couldn't write for them anymore. Oh, no. Which... When was that? Uh, just a few months ago, actually. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I was with them when they
0: launched last. Uh, last summer, I believe it was, and then... Dang, look at By guy. the winter, I had a couple other... Dexerto actually uh, took most of my time away, and I didn't really have any time for Hotspot anymore.
1: Nice. But, oh, I forgot to mention, actually. I wrote for... Oh, I forgot about Esports Edition. Oh, man. I forgot. They were a thing. Esports Edition and Esports Insider. Look at me. I'm doing stuff.
0: So here's... You know, we're, we're five minutes into this podcast, and Gabriel's already hit a bunch of things you need to know if you want to become an Esports writer. One... There's drama. Two, at some point, you'll probably be laid off. Three, you're going to write for a variety of different sites. And four, when you start out, you might not be getting paid for your work. Unfortunately, that's the reality of it. But with so many people wanting to be esports writers, the first
1: article you write is rarely compensated. Right. The thing with eSports writing is that unless you manage to get into one of the popular websites, chances are you're, you'll be writing for either a smaller team or some guy's blog, and they're most likely not going to be able to afford to pay you. So just starting out, you're going to have to go with, oh, I'm doing this to build up my resume. And then once you have enough, enough bulk to show that you know what you're doing, then you can sort of start asking for a payment from other websites.
0: Yeah, that's that's how my experience was as well. Uh, the first article I wrote, I actually saw a Reddit post. I just graduated with a journalism degree, decided I didn't want to go into sports broadcasting, didn't know what I wanted to do. Saw a post uh, it said, Hearthstone Writers Wanted. And you know, I was playing an absurd amount of Hearthstone at the time. It was like, well, heck, I think I can do that. So that was for Break the Game, uh, was the website. And I wrote two articles for them. They on the the Hitmarker jobs page. That's another good resource for people wanting to yeah. start. Check out Hitmarker jobs. That's going to be that's best, your
1: number one pretty much.
0: Yeah, that's the best place to find an esports job. It really is. And so you go go there. They advertise, hey, we pay money for your articles. I was like, wow, I get paid. They pay five dollars an article. That was their rate. Hmm. I. I don't think I even bothered sending in an invoice for like the four or five articles I wrote for them because it's just like I could chase down. I, I think I did three articles for them actually. And, you know, I, it was never even, I never even sent in the invoice for the $15. I, maybe I should have, but. I would have absolutely done that. I want my money. <laughs> I should have. I should have. But the, my whole goal was just, hey, let's get some things published. So I got a couple things published, took those over to Action Esports. Uh, which is spelled a k s h o n and now they're actually
1: doing- oh. you know them yeah i've heard of them
0: yeah they at the time were doing some fairly decent writing uh there was a little bit of drama there absolutely i ran into about eight or nine articles in when i tried to do some breaking news on a sensitive topic and it wasn't handled the best way is how i'm gonna Say that, and shortly after, action pivoted to video. You might recognize them from some Overwatch guides. That's sort of their new niche—is uh, doing short Overwatch videos, and they seem pretty successful. I think they found a a good little home for themselves there. So expect a lot of pivots as an esports writer. You're, you're going to be at websites that are just going to change direction entirely. Yeah. Um, Until you get to the highest level, but you have to be able to operate on your feet as an esports writer. Things are going to change very
1: quickly. You just got to be ready. If somebody says you're out, be like, okay, I'm out. Next. Thank you. Next.
0: Yeah. Always. And the flip side of that is always be looking out for yourself as well. You know, these places, even when I'm at action, I'm looking at, I ended up doing my next article for sport techie, which was a... A cool avenue and a piece of advice I have for some people is the sports websites are looking for esports content now and right. generally they don't have people on their staff to do it. Right. So it it you're going to be doing a little more niche content, but they allowed me to do some more higher level content that I really enjoyed and a lot of the esports sources kind of want to be in the sports world a little bit they, they like to see sports publications taking an interest in esports and so that was sort of my break i guess action was paying me about 15 dollars an article so i still wasn't getting paid sport techie paid me
1: 35 dollars an article i was making Whoa, all right baller calm down take it easy i know man was... <laughs> making the big bucks already look at you go
0: I know, man. I was I was rolling in, and man, two hundred bucks a month. I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> look at me, top of the world. Yeah, and you're gonna see rates like on Esports Network. We do our articles for about thirty to fifty for breaking news. Right. But the difference being, Esports Network's articles, those thirty to fifty dollars ones, are going to be just you. You're just gonna need to cover it. Maybe do a little little research. We don't require – if you do an interview or something like that, that gets into feature territory. And feature territory is going to come with a lot more. The thing with the sports techie ones, they usually required an interview. They were usually pretty in-depth, sometimes multiple interviews. And so the work, the time it took to do it wasn't worth the money I was getting paid. It was a good start, though, and it was a it was a good place to get published. And that's sort of where I was the springboard for the rest of my, my eSports career. But, again, you're not – If you want a stable career out of the gate, whether you just graduated or you're looking for a really solid career, esports writing might not be the best choice. If you have a big passion, you're willing to stick it out for a while, highly recommend. It's a good career.
1: And also some websites might not even pay per article. They might pay per word. So you sort of have to balance that out with how many words you want to write per article and then see if it's worth it. Yeah, that's, that's the other thing, and
0: it's pay per word, and it's oftentimes, like, a few cents per word. Right. It depends on, depends on the place. There's some places that get up to, like, 10 cents a word, and that's about the highest end you can find. Right, yeah. It's not horrible. A thousand words, a hundred bucks. It's, Pretty standard.
1: It's especially if you're starting out, and those numbers start to look good to you.
0: <laughs> yeah, when you've been making 30 bucks... An article? A hundred sounds pretty nice.
1: Exactly. Uh,
0: so how is the scene evolving? You got your start in 2016. I started a little bit after in 2017. What are some of the biggest changes you've seen in the esports writing scene over the last you know, three years that you've been working in it?
1: Uh well there's definitely a lot more people outside of the esports scene throwing their hat into the game and investing into teams. And I've also seen mergers between like websites that might not do esports and websites that do, like with Dot and gamers. They got together and then dot esports came out. And while that can lead to, you know, a well known websites getting together and producing great content, that can also mean that the new leadership that's coming in from the new website can make some fairly drastic changes that you might not agree with and you sort of just have to, you know, go with it.
0: Yeah, going with the flow is gonna be a key point of this podcast, I think, of our advice. Just (laughs) you gotta be willing. If somebody wants you to write scripts for a documentary, do that. Yeah. If, if somebody wants you to go cover an esport you've never covered before, do it. Try and learn it. Do your do your best because you sorta of have to be can't really be picky in the in the esports writing scene.
1: And also if you don't I find that you don't really need to be super in depth into a into a different game to write news about it. Like if a if a team picks up a new player you don't need to know everything about that game to be able to write that. So there's some pieces where if you know how to look stuff up, then you'll pretty much be good to go.
0: That's another good point. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of people think like, Oh, I don't know anything about that. You do need to be able to write an article about something. You'll get a press release. You got to figure out how to build it out, learn a little bit, especially when you're starting out, you're going to be overwhelmed by some of the stuff, you know, like coming in, I like CS:GO. I like Call of Duty. Didn't know much on the League of Legends, Dota fronts, but uh, I still don't. <laughs> yeah, and sometimes, sometimes people can specialize and get away from it. But if somebody one time somebody asked me to write, you know, uh, history of League of Legends world champions, oof. So, I stuff that was for Hotspawn, actually, and I was like, all right, what to do it? I'm gonna pull up Wikipedia. I'm going to call a friend or two who watch a lot of League of Legends and I'm going to do this article and I'm going to see how well I do it. And the added benefit is now I know a lot more about League of Legends. So right. did I know enough going into it? Absolutely not. But sometimes you're going to get assignments that you just need to do
1: it. Yeah. And again, Google and Liquipedia and Legopedia and all the other PDAs are pretty much your best friend when it comes to these kinds of things.
0: Absolutely. The first tab I open on most articles is Wikipedia, Liquipedia. Like they are. And if anybody's here and wants to start actually editing Leaguepedia or Liquipedia or whatever, uh, whatever pedia you want to choose is a great way of getting your start because it's volunteer basis. But it's a good thing to bring to other websites like, oh, I'm an editor for this. Like I follow this eSport enough that I edit the page on it. This could be an interesting starting spot. I know they're looking for editors right now.
1: And the connections.
0: Yeah, good connections as well. Literally every esports journalist uses them. They are. It's so important. Right. Now looking at you know the beginning of people's careers, what advice do you have? How does somebody get a career started as an esports writer? You know, we we've said you don't you're probably not gonna get paid for your first thing. Maybe League is a good a good start how would you suggest first steps into an esports writing career
1: if there's something i mean if there's something you're good at like say you're a good writer or you're good at doing graphics or you're good at doing video or whatever see if you can find uh websites or organizations or teams that are looking for that kind of thing again hit marker jobs shout out to them they're like your number one source for finding esports jobs then they have everything if if you want something in a specific state or in a specific country or just remote, chances all are they'll have it. You know, video content, written content, director of marketing, executive assistant, everything. Literally, you can find pretty much any position on that website. So if you if you're good at something and you know you want to do it and you're willing to maybe not do it for money at the beginning, then I just don't see a reason to uh, you know to not pursue that.
0: It's definitely, hate to hammer, keep hammering that one in, but the first, you're probably not going to get paid for it. There's just too many people out there who want to be eSports writers for somebody to take articles that don't have any. I mean, eSports Network, we have this reporter portal that you can sign up for, but we do require some previous experience. You know, we're not going to have somebody sign up and assign them an article Unless they've published other works somewhere else, unfortunately, that's just the nature of the game. You gotta, you gotta get your feet wet somewhere, and usually that means being unpaid, or five dollars an article. You can get five dollars an article.
1: It's it's definitely something. Like especially when you're sorting out any amount of money, it's like, oh, I can get money doing this. Okay, yeah, I'm down. I'll do it.
0: It's true. That's true. It's uh, break the game doesn't exist anymore, so I can't point people there, but. <laughs> How many websites uh, that you've done work for either don't exist or completely different now?
1: Um, let me find out if Ghost of Gamers... Okay, Ghost of Gamer is a thing. Wow, they've changed their website severely since last time I was here. It definitely looks better. Um, I know I, I used to write for this, this one website that I think... I can't remember if it was just esports, if it was just video games in general... But at one point they just dropped off to face of the earth. I'm pretty sure with like no previous like warnings, like oh they're gone, okay. And then of course you know gamers and dotty sports merged together, and the new leadership was like, oh we have we have too many CS:GO writers. We're gonna get rid of some of y'all, and so they got rid of some of us. Uh, but I think for the most part, every other website I've written for is still out there. As far as I'm aware, yeah. That's that's pretty strong. I'm at
0: let's see. Action is basically all video now. Break the game doesn't exist.
1: Sport is still chilling. I mean, Echo Fox. I guess I used to write for Echo Fox, and then their CS:GO team just dropped off the face of the earth. And I was like, well, I guess I'm not writing for Echo Fox anymore. Yeah. But I got a hoodie and a shirt out of it, so you know. Hey man, that, that's, that's not bad. bad. That's a decent perk. That's more payment than I was expecting to get. Oh Lord, yeah. So we're not painting a very
0: glamorous picture of the
1: esports industry. <laughs> That's for a reason. It's, it's fun, fun when you get started, like when you when you get when you get going. It's fun because then you have you have people like like Justin who email you and be like, "Hey, we saw your article. You want to write for us?" I'm like, "Hell yeah!" Is
0: that Justin from
1: uh... from yeah from us from Esports Network? He sent me an email. Like that's how I was hired. He's like, "Hey, I saw your article on Hotspot. You want to write for us?" I'm like, "Wow, really? Yes, thanks." They, and that was really weird to see somebody like actually, you know, coming to me instead of me going to them.
0: Yeah, I. That, it was great. They poached me from an article on Hotspot as well. They saw me write, and that's. I shouldn't say nice. poached. They offered me an opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> they kidnapped you. Uh, it's not like Hotspot. You know, you're mostly freelancing as an esports writer. That's yeah, that's a given. You're probably working for multiple sites at one time. Only exceptions being like maybe Deserto uh, or once you get really established, you know, you can be a staff writer at Esports Observer or a, a website like that one. But generally freelancing. And I, I enjoy freelancing because I like the mobility of it. You can Absolutely. see... Sometimes you get put on a staff contract, say at Upcomer. That'd be an example of a they put you on staff, and then they can't follow through on the promises they make to staff, and you're laid off within the year. Uh, really brutal. What happened to all the Upcomer writers? A lot of great writers there that Upcomer folded. That's basically. I mean, I guess they cut eighty percent of their staff, so they like poached everybody, and then folded within the calendar year which was a pretty brutal
1: thing to see yeah (coughs) i'm still trying to get hired at hltv
0: oh hltv is a good one yeah (laughs) especially for csgo news hltv is i like their rankings i go by their that's
1: like if hltv is like almost the, the top i would argue the top would be something like esl or dreamhack Interesting. Yeah, the event organized. That's
0: another good good point. In a lot of places, the best people to write for are teams, events. Uh, Red Bull's another good one where it's kind of a different ecosystem. You look at sports; you're going to write for the pure journalistic places, and you know, like the, for example, like an NBA team doesn't have a ton of oh uh, yeah on their right. Yeah. They the game's already covered enough by other sources, but you know, every esports website has jobs, and like to do all the new Call of Duty teams. All the new, they all are probably going to hire some writers because they want to produce their own content that looks good on their right. website. That's part of yeah. a, most esports organizations' websites. So those are some of the, the more interesting opportunities out there.
1: Or CSL, wink, wink.
0: <laughs> yeah, speaking <laughs> of, talk about your new uh, your new position.
1: What are you doing for CSL? Uh, I am the CS:GO writer, the CS:GO writer, and nobody else because it's me. Ooh, uh so the, oh, I know, yeah, the CS:GO writer, which means that everything goes to me, but also means I'm special. So give give and take. Uh, but basically, yeah, I just I found the job, I applied for it, I had an interview, and then they liked me enough to accept me. Beautiful. I mean,
0: you'll start seeing those breaks in once you get some articles under your belt because a lot of people get discouraged pretty quickly and
1: oh man you can't do that you can't do that you You, can you've got to stick with if i were to get yeah if i were to get (laughs) if i were to get discouraged i would have stopped at dignitas
0: yeah i would have stopped at action esports writing you know or at sport techie only getting paid 200 bucks a month like it was living with my parents like "Ah, i don't know what i'm doing here and You know, eventually stuff built on top of it, built on top of it. And I got a – I managed to, to make – and I went through so many weird iterations. Some guy from – here's here's why I like to to propose people go to sports websites. So I'm writing for Sport Techie. This dude is starting – or bringing – he's reviving an old American football website called National Football Post. It was okay. big back in, like – 2012 time like it was pretty they were breaking news they had a big stable of reporters somehow ran out of money didn't get funded he's trying to bring it back and Uh he hires me to write about nfl and esports okay my reaction as well that section still exists i'll link it below if anybody wants to see the esports section i built out for national football post um, uh, no, no. there's a reason that overlap doesn't exist. Uh, because um, mm. there isn't much of it. There's, I mean, we've been a little bit, you don't, know, like,
1: Yeah, Madden, Madden hasn't really broken into the eSports scene quite yet. I know there's like small tournaments here and there, but it's nothing.
0: Yeah, the, about. Up the viewership's in the toilet. Um, now there's actually more, like I could have done real articles about fortnite you know bringing in nfl jerseys like that's a it's a real esports nfl article but there's not enough for to have a writer specifically yeah. covering the overlap of the nfl and esports you know it's just not a it's just not, you'd have better luck
1: doing nba and esports
0: you would you would lots of ownership groups in fact i, I kind of want to write that article for esports network i think i'm going to do it soon about all the different ways the nba has like Put their fingers into esports it's there's
1: echo fox there you go pretty prime example one of the earlier ones
0: yeah yeah it starts with echo fox in fact i, I did this thought experiment which is why i want to do this you can trace the ownership groups of every single lcs team to an nba owner or player fairly directly either through an investment in the parent company or direct ownership of the team itself
1: interesting okay
0: it's, it's an interesting thing, but you agree. So why I propose this is because people like, people from football, every, everybody wants esports content right now. You know, it's the hot thing. Even if it doesn't really yeah. make sense, people still want esports guys, especially Stop. if you can tie it into traditional sports in some way and there's less people at that direct intersection which is sort of where my intersection is so I don't know why I'm like pushing people to my corner but <laughs> uh that's that's something that has a decent amount of opportunity cuz the you know ESPN has a couple of esports people but does Bleacher Report do esports content
1: um I don't think so but let's find out yeah google it i uh, NFL, NBA, CF, what? CFB? I don't know what that is. Wolf, blah, 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 blah. More. No, but they do NASCAR, so you know there's that. Exactly. Do you think which report is going to? Have- NBA 2K. Well, hold on. <laughs> well, hold on. They have- this it's just... Protection. Oh, they're just... They just... I think they're just regurgitating NBA 2K things from other websites. Oh, they have gaming.
0: What there's Bleacher Where Gaming apparently, it but they just oh, but all they're doing is taking it from it's it's like a social feed and it
1: yeah yeah okay. and
0: at dot okay
1: so they're not just say they're not they're not but
0: they have their own direct thing but uh, you know eventually Bleacher Report is going to do esports content like their own dedicated esports articles that's going to happen so if you can position yourself in a place that does that you know you've got other websites like the ringer and the athletic does the athletic do esports mm. i don't think so
1: maybe are they all edit are they subscription based they are yeah uh no but they do motorsports and boxing yeah <laughs> gotta love some nascar baby yeah. Oh my God.
0: So that's you know they they've done a couple. Look, they, there's one from September 16. The explosive rise of esports. Will it continue? Question mark. The
1: yes. Yeah. There's your answer to that. Will it continue? <laughs> no. All right. We're, so, sorry. We got to end the podcast. Esports is no longer a thing. Goodbye, everyone. Is- we lied to you. <laughs> oh no. Oh, I gotta read. I gotta read an article from this article. Oh,
0: I'm sorry. Don't mean to shit on this this writer, but. I'm an old school sports fan, raised on basketball, baseball, and football, and later, tennis and golf. Real people, competing against each other, in front of lots of other people, on the field or court, or on television. If you had told me 20 or so years ago that a whole new sports genre, eSports, held in NBA-sized venues full of people watching other highly talented gamers playing video games, joined by millions of others watching online or maybe TV, would become a major force in the sporting world, I would have laughed. I'll bet I was in good
1: company. We all would have been wrong. Damn right. <laughs> I thought he was going to start. I thought he was going to start talking smack for a second. There, I was ready to. I was ready to throw. He's hands.
0: real close, and you know this article done three years ago absolutely would have like a mother's basement reference in it.
1: <laughs> oh, turn- oh Dot Esports is hiring again. Uh oh, what happened, guys? Ooh. Wait, what's hiring? Dot esports is hiring again.
0: Oh dot esports is always hiring, man.
1: Everyone jump in. See there you go. They're just saying <laughs> Look, Scuff Gaming is hiring a copywriter in Swainie, Georgia. George, Georgia, not Georgia. <laughs>
0: Georgia. Uh, so yeah, that's I, I think that's a an important thing to bring up. And I only bring that up because the athletic has that person writing their esports article. Yeah. You could, you'd be way better served, and it's it's locked under subscription. I could only read the first couple paragraphs. He goes on the next paragraphs like the rise it's getting popular. You know the numbers that back it up. Maybe a, a false reference to how it's getting bigger than the Super Bowl, which is a classic, <laughs> uh, false equivalency. If you're starting as an esports writer, do not say that. Do not say esports. I fired on the spot. Please, please don't do it. You don't need to. It's not correct. The viewership is calculated differently on TV than it is in eSports. Yeah. No need to make that equivalency. Just stay away. Um, But they need somebody who's, who can write about eSports. Clearly they have an interest in it in some way, but they, they hired some old guy who doesn't know anything about it. He's doing cursory research, two days of research and,
1: Exactly. Which also goes back to the, the, what we said, that you can write for anything, <coughs> regardless of knowledge. It's true,
0: yeah. So there, there's a lot of opportunity out there. Uh, another piece of advice I want to give is, you know, you're a CSGO writer, and that there's always been a demand for CSGO content. But a good way, if you're just starting out, is find an up-and-coming eSports. I think Rainbow Six Siege is a good yeah. example of this. It's also worth it. remember when vainglory was a thing. Yes, I do. That's the other problem. And sometimes you're up and coming new <laughs> become non existent.
1: What happened to vainglory?
0: Uh, but if you can identify one, say you got into Rocket League on the ground floor, or you got into Rainbow Six Siege on the ground floor, suddenly as those scenes grow, there's more demand for those content. And if you've been the guy covering that game for the last year, you're going to be more valuable to a site that now wants a new rocket league rider or they want a rainbow 6 rider. This is this
1: is true. Hello?
0: I don't oh. know what what are some good examples of esports that are up and coming that might be something worth targeting. If you're if you're a new rider right now starting out, just graduated
1: so you know what you know what happened with Blizzard, right?
0: Yes, I'm aware of what happened with Blizzard. It is. Something.
1: And you know, you know the the card game that that basically gave that guy all of his winnings as a publicity stunt. Right, I saw that. What's the game called? Oh, gods! Gods Unchained. Yeah, Gods Unchained. Interesting. I think that's
0: that that's a good point. Notice a trend. <laughs> like Teamfight Tactics would be another one. It's sort of fallen off a little bit in popularity, but that's a game where you could make a name for yourself. Teamfight Tactics comes out from Riot, and you're like, "Hey, I'm going to become an expert in TFT." If the game takes off and eventually outplaces Blizzard or uh, Hearthstone from Blizzard, that's that's big. Like you you found yourself on the ground floor, and it's worth something for sure. Unless you're artifact. Well, yeah, it, it, I guess it's high risk, high reward, right? You're not going to get stuck
1: behind. Yeah. It. Like, it, so ju- ju- yeah, just because something comes out from a big name company, that does not guarantee success. That's a fair point.
0: That's a fair point. Yeah, Artifact did not fly. But if you come out and say you want to write about League of Legends, you're going to have your work cut out for you because oh, man. there's 20 people who have been covering League of Legends aggressively at, at least 20. There's, you know, when you expand past it, ESPN's got a couple. It's like you're you're gonna struggle to make your name for yourself covering that game. Right. CS:GO is a bit similar, although I think it's a little more scattered regionally.
1: Right, and it's weird. I don't know. There's always demand for CS:GO. Well, I guess, I guess because CS:GO, I guess, or like mostly the the high tier CS:GO writing. Is mostly focused on maybe two websites, maybe three. So like there's HLTV, there's Dot and the maybe and like Dixerto sometimes, but that's that's pretty much that's your top tier baseline for CSGO writing, I would argue. So I feel like anything below that, there's always openings for that, for CSGO writers.
0: That's true. It seems like there might be more options. And people are always looking for League of Legends content. Like right now, if you were a League of Legends guy, you could definitely write about, about it for Esports Network. I know we've got at least one article around Worlds coming out. But it's good to diversify a little bit. You know, Would you agree with that? You want to be able to write about a variety of things.
1: Yeah, it's you have a higher chance of getting hired by more websites if you know more games. Because there's also some websites, and I can't think of any off the top of my head, but they might focus on more, quote, family-friendly games. So if you're just writing for... If you just know CSGO, you're kind of SOL on that one. Whereas if you know Overwatch, that's more up their alley.
0: That's a fair point. I think the you could look at the disney networks for overwatch cuz overwatch ultimately is really has these deep partnerships with like abc and espn which is why their games are being broadcast and now disney plus coming out i know disney plus is going to have some overwatch games on it so that'd be a, that'd be an example of like disney plus is never going to have csgo games on it i'm sorry it's just never going <laughs> to
1: <laughs> I would pay so much money to see that. that would be amazing.
0: I actually recorded a podcast uh, this morning with a CSGO writer talking about the debate between changing terrorists and counter to something more... Oh my... That's a thing? Oh yeah, you haven't seen this debate?
1: Oh hell no, y'all better not. <laughs> that was... That would... That would... Dist- no... I mean, it, it, wouldn't have, it wouldn't have an effect on the game, but it would have an effect on the, the community. Euro would be like, you'd be destroying like 15, not even like almost 20 years worth of, of tradition, I guess.
0: It's true. It's true. And that was sort of our consensus. We said that like the goal to do it would be to make it slightly less aggressive in, uh, for sponsors and stuff, but you know the consensus we basically reached was it doesn't matter anybody who's
1: that's not the point of CSGO exactly
0: anybody who's a sponsor to CSGO or is not in CSGO is because of the fact that people are getting shot in the head and bombs are being planted, not because of the words being they're calling yeah. each other. Yeah, like unless you want to completely change everything about CSGO, which nobody wants to. There's no reason to change the name. Was sort of our consensus. So you can check out that podcast. Don't want to rehash that for people who already listened to that whole discussion. But I, as you being a CSGO writer, it's it's good to get your thought. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs>
0: no, thank you. Is uh, the actual the the big pro we found. I, I like to rehash this. art. It's, it's it's a fun conversation. Uh, and I'll assume that everybody doesn't listen to both podcasts. So I think we can a little bit. Should.
1: Uh,
0: the one pro we found was in algorithms, actually, because uh, Anomaly, the CSGO YouTuber, said, you know, I don't think this is a good idea, but YouTube has demonetized a lot of my videos because they claim they have Uh, the word terrorist in the title. Okay. And that's that's your your solid argument. And I wanted to bring up, like, you know, it's – there's Google. There's Twitter. There's, like, all these different algorithms that control what we see online – and if those algorithms, we don't really know how those algorithms work. And if those algorithms are pu- are punishing the word terrorist just unilaterally across it. Yeah. And people are less CSGO content in their Twitter feed, even though they follow CSGO accounts. Or they get uh, CSGO search results are underneath other search results. That was sort of the one argument we could come up for just for changing the name and how that might have a positive impact.
1: But I mean, unless you're, uh, you can just not put terrorists in your CSGO title. And then there's that. You could come up with alternative. That's a fair point.
0: Uh, yeah. The, the, the talk is all, it sort of was led by uh, I suggest if you want to, if you want to get some other thoughts on it, Richard Lewis and Thorin did a, it was the subject of one of his last episodes uh, they had a good debate on it. Slasher, scoots they've all chimed in over the last week. But, yeah, it, the, the best proposal, you know, some people were like, attack defense or offense defense. Attack uh, planters, diffusers. The suggestion by my guest earlier was uh, Phoenix versus Alpha. If they were going to change it, I would say that would be the best one because it still stays a little bit core to the game itself without having the same you know what I, you know it's still like the there's still csgo terms from from history so that was our best option that we came up with but again rehash that I guess. and if this is an interesting topic you go check out that podcast because we talk about it for an hour so if you want to learn about that go right ahead there you go Back to being an esports writer, there was one final question I wanted to ask you, and it's something unique to esports. Do you go by your gamertag
1: or by your actual name? I go by my gamertag. Why? I don't know. Well, I guess you know it's 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 a way to shorten my name, but at the same time give me a unique identity. Because if I just go by article written by Gabriel, yeah, great. There's like I'm sure there's a thousand other you know Gabriels out there writing esports articles. But if it's write a uh, article written by Henley, there isn't, or at least I hope there isn't, another uh, another Henley out there with the same spelling as my name writing esports articles.
0: Yeah, I I think that's the crux of the. And there's no consensus in the eSports community. You have people like Richard Lewis, who goes by Richard Lewis. Then you have Rod Slasher Breslau. You have Jarek DK Lewis and Duncan Thorne Shields. They all choose. They eventually, when they get big enough, go by their actual names. Although DK is, we just had to look up DK's actual name before recording this. <laughs> uh, so you can sort of choose either one. I personally go by my name because my username is Rich Means. And it just doesn't look great at the bottom of an article to be like this article written by rich memes. Uh, do you think so? I don't think it's I don't think it's the most professional look, no.
1: Fair enough. <laughs> but, but even like but even so, you know, yeah, Thorin is, is pretty famous, but if you ask, I'm sure if you ask people, you know, what's Thorin's actual name, not everyone would know.
0: Yeah, I think that's a safe bet. I think he's well, well better known by Thorin. Absolutely. Same with Slasher. I'll bet if, you know, the, the average person's like, oh, yeah, I know Slasher. They might, if you said, do you know Rod Breslau? They might not get it.
1: Who? Is he by for Liquid?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one. I wonder if he added his name when it was like, oh, shit, there's a, uh, there's a Call of Duty player by Slasher. <laughs> I got a uh-oh. I got to have my name in here. I got to differentiate cuz I'm going to start getting outranked on all the Google things.
1: But then then you got Richard Lewis, who's either Richard Lewis or R Lewis, but either way, he's Lewis. Yeah, he's still going by his actual
0: his birth name. Right. So yeah, there's pros and cons to it. It is kind of cool. If you like it as a writer, you get to do. There's no other industry really that allows you to go by a gamer tag or whatever
1: username you use online. Uh, <laughs> as if they called like Joe Montana. They called him J Man or something. <laughs>
0: yeah, pro sports players have like it was always by like sometimes it happens it's like a nickname. Like uh like Showtime. Like you can get Yeah. There's a nickname. But yeah, if that's a funny that's a funny thought experiment. Like
1: what what would uh, NFL or an NBA players be? Instead of DeMarcus Cousins, it's like, oh, and boom kaboom sixty nine makes a three pointer. It's like, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd, be, that'd, that'd actually be better. That might be better. I think I enjoy it. Boom kaboom sixty nine makes a three pointer.
0: It's on like the you know what? Given it enough time, and with like, like you got Juju Smith Schuster, who's a huge esports guy. He's a star Wars receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and. He's like sign the faceland land, plays Fortnite with Ninja. There's a chance over time, as the gaming and sports worlds keep getting closer together, that people will start like plugging their gamer tag and their Twitches in sports broadcasts. Right. Personally, I'm on board for it. All right, Gabriel. It would
1: add a certain.
0: Oh, oh sorry. Would you? what Would you want to say? Nothing. I don't care. I, I was gonna to give you, you. I was to say i to let you go here, but <laughs> I want to give you a chance, closing remarks. Was there a last uh, last thing you wanted to say about being an esports writer, or anything else you want to talk about? I was gonna get there. I promise. I'll,
1: I was just. I was just gonna say that having uh, like NBA or NFL players go by like an esports like username would be funny as hell. That would be funny as hell. I'm in it. I'm in for it. Let's do it. All right. Perfect. Especially
0: with like uh, you
1: heard it here first
0: because you got like Tim the Tap Man and people doing Thursday night football games on Twitch now. You could totally integrate it into into like their broadcast as they want to be more digital focused. Right, I like it. I'm on board. All right, Gabriel, thanks for joining the podcast. I'll plug your Twitter below. Oh no, you plug your Twitter right now. Where can they follow?
1: You? Oh, oh boy, it's okay. It's a H three N L E Y C S G O. It's like Henley C S G O, but the first E in Henley is a three. Because I'm very lead speak and I'm cool.
0: <laughs> so <easy> points of <laughs> you, man.
1: Oh yeah. Uh, do you want to tell
0: the story of your gamertag real quick?
1: <laughs> so I let oh god. So before I had a I had another had another Steam account, and I I let one of my one of my friends borrow it because he got uh I think I guess he got banned for a couple hours or a couple days on his main account. He wanted to use it. And either he did it or somebody else did it, but he got me back banned and I don't think I had Steam Guard enabled, so there's a very good chance he might have just given it to someone else. Uh, and I look, so I need a new account, this was before I started writing for Esports. And so I look through my music playlist and I'm looking and I'm like, oh look, there's a song by Don Henley. And then I went with that. And, and so it was born. Uh, Needless yeah. to say, I don't talk to that friend anymore, but, you know. Probably the the friend that takes your Steam
0: account and immediately gets it vac-banned is probably not somebody who you want to be friends with.
1: To this day, I log in sometimes and I look at my skin. They weren't expensive skins, but they were my skins, goddammit. And I look at them and I'm like...
0: Was that back <laughs> in the Wild West days of CSGO skin trading?
1: Oh yeah, this was this was this was pre uh, pre, uh, what's it called? Gambling ban. Right. Yeah.
0: When when things were going wild, scams were rampant. There was a huge marketplace, and you know it it takes a lot for Valve to get off their golden chairs and be like, "Stop what you are doing, children."
1: That's all they need to say and be like, "Oh shit! All right, my bad. Shit. Okay, I, I, I didn't think they were watching. Okay, guys, we gotta we gotta clean it up. Yeah. Ad, admins are no longer asleep. Yeah,
0: we we looked it up earlier. Valve has three hundred and sixty employees total.
1: As of as of what 2012? As of
0: 2016 according to you know Wikipedia.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Valuation
0: of two point five billion.
1: Shit. <laughs> and barely any of that boarding into csgo hell yeah yeah
0: and you know, like a 250 of those people are focused on dota like
1: but they did release a patch for the first half life so that's cool for the first half life yeah yeah today what or yes yeah. from yeah. the
0: game that came out 20 years ago
1: yeah they released a, or yeah yeah I right read yesterday they released a new patch for half life wild and they fi- they fixed and updated a bunch of shit yeah that's what they're doing
0: instead of doing half life 3
1: God bless you. Fixed NPC turn rate when running at more than 60 FPS. There you go. Wow, fantastic. Good job,
0: Val. Well done.
1: So if you guys want a new game to play, check out this game called Half-Life. I don't know if you heard of it. It's pretty new. They're, they're just, they just updated it. Yeah. You <laughs> might like it. It's super it. popular. Everybody loved it. Yeah. It's one right of here. the
0: biggest esports in the world. Oh, wait, no, that CSGO. Still waiting on patch. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, Gabriel. Uh, check him out on Collegiate Star League. Check him out on Esports Network. You done some articles for us yet?
1: Yeah, I wrote like three or four. I wrote one when the when the X Ray thing came out. You familiar with that? No, didn't see. Good. Read my article on it. Anyway, uh, when the X when the the Valve creator made a like an X Ray, I guess case viewer for French audiences. It was like twelve thirty at night. And it just came out, and nobody wrote about it. So I immediately spammed Justin on Discord. I'm like, Justin, get your ass on your computer right now. I'm writing this. I don't care <laughs> how much I get paid for it. This is getting published this second. And I wrote about it. And like an hour later, it was up. And it got like 2,200 views Like the next morning. If nice, man.
0: Love, love to see it. That's the other thing about eSports writing is you're not working a 9 to 5 anymore. Shit's going to come out at wild times. And you got to be ready to be like... All right, first person to, to publish this gets the clicks. So, gotta be quick. Uh, hope if you're an esports writer, you learned a little bit from this podcast. Don't get discouraged. We're a little bit beaten. Like, okay. we love what we do. <laughs> Just have to paint a realistic picture of how the esports writing scene actually works and it's not.
1: And where you wanna go.
0: Yeah, it's it's good. There's more people looking for esports content every single day. Esports Network website launched in July. We've got 50 independent freelance reporters signed up through our portal, you know, 20 to 30 doing fairly consistent content for us. And we're still looking for more. So, hey, if you're a current writer and you had some things published, sign up for Esports Network's Reporter portal. Uh, you probably heard about it at this point if you listen to this podcast. So, but. <laughs> it's kind of awkward before. otherwise. Oh, we're going. We're going right to Gabriel's followers. That's that's who I'm plugging this to. Because when he reads this, oh, yeah. it's going right to his followers.
1: I can get my 931st follower on Twitter. You beat me. You're you're at 9:30. I don't know. Let me check. I am at. Nine thirty one. Ooh, oh, already at nine thirty. Let me see. I'm, yeah, nine. Let's go with nine thirty two. Let me see. I, I I got a couple recently. I, I give you a follow. Follow me back. There we go. Yeah, we'll,
0: we'll, I'll be your nine thirty two. I'm at eight thirty eight. How's it feel?
1: How's it feel to be irrelevant?
0: Got <laughs> Damn, em. I don't tweet enough. I'm bad um, about tweeting. I need to tweet more.
1: Tweet your article. I art. will.
0: I will. That's yeah. Another another good uh good note.
1: Oh yeah, Self-promotion. self promotion. Tweet it out everywhere. Be obnoxious about it. That way, people able to seriously read it.
0: be obnoxious about it. Tag things, hashtag things, <laughs> tweet at people. Uh, post your shit to Reddit. Just don't make it clear that it was yeah. you who posted it. <laughs> you don't want that. You don't want to get banned from communities because you're, you're self promoting.
1: <laughs> or from CS:GO.
0: Uh, yes. Don't and also don't get uh back banned from CS:GO. That's another.
1: Use Steam Guard.
0: It helps. All right. I'm 932 for Gabriel. He's 833 for me. We're signing off. Uh, Have a good night, everybody.